Sex and happiness both enrich our lives, yet it's surprising how few people can honestly say that they enjoy regular and fulfilling sex or describe themselves and their lives as happy. Host Lori Handlers helps you to experience real intimacy and happiness. You'll laugh a little, learn a little, and we hope put a smile on your face and a smile in your life. Now here's Lori. So I have two guests today, and they are a couple. They are Aaron and Jocelyn Freeman, and they're authors, speakers, and certified marriage facilitators. They are ambassadors for partnerships. They want partnerships to thrive physically, financially, and spiritually. So welcome to the show, Aaron and Jocelyn. Thank you so much for having us. Hello, thank you. Yes, I'm thrilled to have you both. Now, Aaron and I have met face-to-face. Jocelyn and I have just met when we were setting up the show. But I want to tell you that they are exciting. They're kind of an on-fire couple. They're really excited about what they're doing and, and how they're you know, how they're working with people. So let's just, let first of all, let's just find out how did you two get the notion to start coaching or facilitating people in marriages or people in relationships? Like, how did this come about? Yeah, great question. And I know you said we met face-to-face, but I want to say we also met spirit-to-spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we sure did. Well, it's a great question. How this came about is because we started on a path of personal development. When Jocelyn and I started dating, we started doing our own personal development journey and leadership. And that's really what started our just dating and courting each other. And then, you know, when we did get together, we had an opportunity to write our book, which is called The New Power Couple. But when we asked ourselves, what are we really here for? And what can we uniquely talk about? What will we write a book about? We just said relationships because we're just so excited not only for our own, but we wanted other people to be able to thrive in their relationships because it seems like there's a conversation right now about, you know, relationships can kind of be a weight on people or they can go stale or someone's always looking for something more in their life. And for us, relationships are meant to grow us and it's the piece for us to grow the most. And then so the rest of it just kind of evolved. But we really felt like, you know, why we coach people and why we have this message is, is clearly that's why we're here on earth is to be that. And what's fun is, so when things come up for us, like we have arguments or we have disagreements, we get over them really quickly because we say, hey, this is just what there is for us to share with people and that they can learn. So everything we do is a learning opportunity for everyone else. That's awesome. Did you meet in a workshop? No, we actually met at a gym, which I never (laughs) expected before. And I was in a period of life where I was, I had just recently ended a relationship and I was out there dating, but For the first time in my life, I had gotten really clear on what I desire in a partner, really below the surface. And I met him two weeks after I really got that clarity. And in the gym, we saw each other and we both felt the butterflies. Oh, that's so sweet. I love that. Well, there's hope for everybody who works out. And that, you know, or goes anywhere else. But the gym is a place that we're usually we're committed to. And so we go a lot. So be looking, everybody. That's great. So, Aaron, I heard what you said about how you took it, how you take everything as a life's lesson. And you turn it into something that you can share with other people, which is, 
I guess we could call it a transparent way of living. Mm. You know, and that's to me, I'm very transparent also. You know, I, t- I in my book, uh, Sex and Happiness, I say I'm only one step ahead of any of my students. <laughs> so, <laughs> whatever my latest thing is, that's what I'm bringing into class with me or trying out with people. And it sounds to me like you're a little bit the same. Absolutely. And I mean, I, I just thought of, I have such a perfect example, actually, and it's shown up in my life a couple different ways. And in our relationship, probably the biggest thing was we were both scheduled to go to an interview together. And Jocelyn was coming back with some friends from Sedona from a little trip up there. And she was going to make it back in time. But she called me up and said, I have this feeling like I'm not meant to go to this interview. And immediately I was, I was like, are you sick? Are you able to walk? Because if that's the case, you're going to get to this interview. It doesn't, how can I go talk about relationships and, and being a couple by myself? It doesn't make any sense. So she just said, I don't know what it is. I just feel this call like in my spirit not to go. And, and I was pretty upset, but I said, as a matter of my word, I'm just going to go. And things happened. I, I couldn't find the place. I thought they were closed, but they, I stayed around just because of this calling in my spirit said, why don't you just wait? And the interviewer said, hey, we were just locked up for a little bit. I hope you're still around. Ultimately, I ended up doing the interview by myself and I got, I really got that in a partnership, we're meant to first follow our own intuition and be aligned individually for our own purpose with where the spirit guides us. But then it's that coming together with two people that are aligned that create a purposeful partnership. And that I was able to share so authentically. I shared about how I was upset, but I I shared what I learned. And I think that has been the biggest thing for Jocelyn and I to the date. And literally the next day I retired from my corporate job, which I had really asked the spirit, when is it the right time for me to go? And it became very clear immediately after. And I retired. Wow, that's some story. It has so many components. First of all, I love the specificities. How do I want to say this? The specific language that you use, <laughs> like purposeful and um, and listening to spirit, like asking and then following inner guidance, following divine guidance. I love that. And then uh, the message that you just gave about following your own individual purpose first. Mm-hmm like finding out what it is that you want, your true north, so to speak, and then connecting that with your partner's true north. And obviously, if two people's true north doesn't uh, aren't compatible, then it would make sense to not be in partnership. But if they are compatible, then it makes sense to work through all the things that you, you know, that you've mentioned already and things that, that we will mention. It's so good that you, you know, so many people get into this codependency where they put the other person first. Yeah. And then they wake up one day and go, where am I? Who am I? What happened to me? Absolutely. That's what I did in most of my partnerships before Aaron actually was I would do things only if I thought that they would approve. Um, In fact, in one of my partnerships, I completely gave up on a business because he didn't completely agree with it. And so I like totally got out of alignment for myself in that way, doing things, spending time with certain people. I totally just used to do things for their approval and I lost myself in that. And with Aaron and I were 
we're sometimes very confronted with how much we're committed to being in alignment where other partnerships might be like, well, why don't you do this for me? Or if you really cared, you'd do this. We really hold to, Hey, that's not an alignment for me. And it's, it's confronting to our original ideas of relationships sometimes. Good. <laughs> that's all I can say to that. Very good. <laughs> That's a true sign of something that could be built to last as opposed to something that crumbles because it's made of cards and it's not authentic and it's not somebody's truth. So that is so good. I, it, it's invigorating to hear that. Really, it is. Um, yeah, you're very unique. You should just know that. And um, I imagine what you bring to the, to the, to the party when you're coaching people is a real fresh breath, you know, like, like you, there's room to breathe in there because you know who you are and you keep finding out who you are as individuals. And then you bring that to each other. It's really cool. Yeah. So let's, um, so what do you really think? I mean, like you kind of covered this, but is there more about what you think relationships are for? Like, why should somebody have a relationship? And are we only talking about monogamy here? Or are we talking about other forms of relating? Yeah, great question. Well, like Aaron really hit on mainly our main point and belief is that they are for learning and that can come in all different forms. Relationships aren't only even romantic. That's friendships. That's business partnerships. That's family. Each type, even relationships that are three seconds long in an elevator. That may be something we learn by being next to that person in an elevator. So for us, our main point is that relationships are for learning. Sometimes that learning is confronting. But then there's also this other part of what we talk about is they're meant to create something. They're a mirror for something. And it's when we do return back to just romantic relationships, we say it's to fulfill in a particular vision. Now, that vision might be the vision of family and, you know, um, creating amazing children. Or someone's vision might be to become world-renowned speakers and influencers or entrepreneurs. And so we really see the power. That's something I think when people come to our workshops or talk to us and we talk to them about their vision, they have never done that before. They've never looked at their partnership as a way to create a vision, much like a business. Why do businesses thrive when they have a really strong vision? Because of that vision. People in that business know where they're headed, what they're working toward. They're inspired by that. And so we really say in a way, relationships are also to fulfill on a vision. I got it. I I, it's clear. It's very, very clear, and I, I'm in complete alignment with you about that. I we we're going to need to take a break here, but when we come back, I we, I want to explore this whole the power couple notion again, like how you got that name. I'm assuming that it has something to do with vision. So we'll pick up right there, you know, where we left off when we come back from break. So if you just tuned in, this is Laurie Handlers. You're listening to Sex and Happiness a show about your sex and your happiness. And today I am talking to Aaron and Jocelyn Freeman, who are authors and speakers, and they're certified marriage facilitators. And they, they wrote a book called The New Power Couple. 
So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Hi, everybody. This is Laurie Handlers, and I want to talk to you today about an Eastern European tour where I'm going to be teaching Tantra all along the way of the tour. Now, many of you know that I did Tantra Tourists, a film where I took people to India, and I taught Tantra on the bus and at the Taj Mahal and all these places. So now I'm bringing people to Eastern Europe. And my tour is 14 nights, 15 days at four-star hotels, and it's land only. And uh, the cities we're going to hit are Prague, Budapest, Rovinj, Zadar, Wien, Zagreb, Split, Dubrovnik. And I'm very excited about it. The only place I've been of all those places is Dubrovnik long ago. So if you've never been to Eastern Europe, and you'd like to see those places, you'd like to start in Prague and end in Dubrovnik and learn Tantra along the way, I welcome you to come and join me. You can be a couple or you can be a single. It really doesn't matter. All meals are included. All hotels are included. And it's going to be exciting for me because I've never been there. And I know that it'll be exciting for you too. You'll be able to learn as you tour. So to find out more, you need to go to this website, sacredsensualgetaways.com. That's sacredsensualgetaways.com. And click on Meet the Instructors, click on Laurie Handlers, and come with me. The tour that I'm talking about starts on June 16th and goes to June 29th. Perfect time for Europe. So join me. I look forward to hearing from you. You can write to me, by the way, for more information at laurie at butterflyworkshops.com. That's L-A-U-R-I-E at butterflyworkshops.com to find out more about the stores. Please join me in Eastern Europe. It's going to be great. Are you wondering what book to read to jumpstart your life? Get the best from relationships? Attain the deepest feelings of intimacy? Do you want the best sex along with great happiness? Get your copy of Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy by Lori Handlers right now. You'll learn how to make love in the unknown, take the performance anxiety and reaching a goal out of sex. You'll learn subtle ways of communication and really important practices to empower you when dealing with an intimate partner. You'll let go of blame and struggle doesn't this sound great? Sex and happiness puts the innocence back into sex and gives Tantra the respect it deserves. Take charge of your life, physically, emotionally, and spiritually with Sex and Happiness by Lori Handlers. Only $19.99 paperback and $14.99 ebook. Order your copy today by going to ButterflyWorkshops.com. That's ButterflyWorkshops.com for your copy of Sex and Happiness. We're back with Sex and Happiness, and I'm Laurie Handlers. And today, Jocelyn and Aaron Freeman are joining me, and they are ambassadors for Partnerships Thriving. And they want partnerships to thrive physically, financially, and spiritually. And in the last episode, in the last, sorry, in the last segment, Jocelyn just talked about setting a vision for your relationship, whether it's a friendship or a coupledom, or a partnership, any, all types of relationships. And I said I agree with you. I do. I think people should set something 
much greater than themselves or their individual wants or desires uh, in terms of their relationships. I definitely agree with you, but I actually think, I'm just going to say, I think it should be a bigger vision than raising a family. I think that's too small. <laughs> I just want to say that to you. I know a lot of people stop at that. You know, yeah. like they get together and they want to have a family, and then... <laughs> Then they identify with their kids and they take joy and thrills with their kids and maybe they overprotect or over whatever or they or under and then when the kids leave they they have nothing. So that's why I'm saying to you, I think people should set a bigger vision than even raising a family. What do you think about that? I and we totally agree with you there too. And I know you asked about where new power couple came from and I can actually I can actually talk to both of those. We thought about how people perceive relationships, and it's so perfect you said that because we see a lot of parents that, number one, they want to be parents, and number two, that's what they're here to fulfill on, and then that becomes their identity. And like you said, it is just it is just bigger than that. And it, I mean, it is wonderful to have a child, but even at that point, it's much bigger, right? So we started looking at how people see relationships, and we just also noticed that there was this term power couple, right? There used to be popular back in the 80s, I believe. But what it meant was to be a power couple was really, I'm going to look outside myself. I'm going to look in the direction of another couple that has money, that has power, status, influence, is successful. And let me try to model myself after them. And hence why we said that's not what we're doing anymore. Why it's a new power couple is because it's going to be somebody's version, what it is for them to be in alignment individually and then what it is for them to be in alignment as a partnership and create a purposeful partnership where you have a vision that's much larger than yourself and that's going to be very unique to your zone of genius to your purpose and that's what it is to be a new power couple and and to your point i mean parents i mean you don't even really have necessarily responsibility to your kids that's not that's not why you're here i mean you know you there was a, a, a baby that was a request to come to this earth with its own purpose, to find its own path, and you are here to do the same thing, and you were that conduit and that channel for that baby to come through, and you can help give the lessons and you know help put on a path, but ultimately, like Jocelyn and I are here, that relationships are thriving physically and financially and spiritually, and you know, if and when we have a kid, our mission and our purpose is still going to be that. It's not going to be like, oh, to take care of this kid. And whatever path that that child ends up taking or choosing, you know, we'll be there to support it. But that's not why we're here. I totally get that. I mm-hmm. I really do. For me, it's uh, the having the family falls into the umbrella of what the vision is. If people have that much foresight, so I hope that I hope that people are, you know, are listening. Uh, to what you're saying, because really, I couldn't agree more. And I, I think just having a family is too small because any yes. animals can do that. You know yes. what I mean? Animals without the frontal cortex could do that. Yes. <laughs> well, and uh, if I can say one more thing to that, actually, we are beings. And certainly, you know, the male and since this is part of your podcast, right? the male has the seed of life. And then the female actually is what bursts and, if you will, manifests into the world. And honestly, we are beings that are meant to create. But when someone gets stuck in that the world that we live in is is of a physical universe and that's it, 
the only way that someone is now actually experiencing creating something is through having a kid. So we create every single day. We create new ventures. We create new ideas. When we birth new ideas into the world from a spiritual realm, and I think it's really a this level of consciousness that society has gotten to where we live in a physical realm, not a spiritual realm, that the only way they can participate in creation is by having a kid, and it's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. I actually would take it one step further and say that it's a... Uh, sexual, sacred sexual realm, so it takes sexuality into the sacred, the divine, and the spiritual, because it really is the energies of creation, but from that, that's where rocket ships come from, and and electric cars, and (laughs) all kinds of things, virtual reality. That all comes, really gets generated from the sex chakra, it's just that it's unbeknownst to most people that that's where their creativity really comes from, as mm-hmm. well as the ability to make a child. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I, ha- so I have another question. So when you say power, I just have to, I have to explore this with you a little bit more because you're both powerful. You're powerful in your speaking uh, and the way you express yourselves. And so like when you say power, because some people have a, negative connotation to that. So maybe you could define that uh, just a little bit more. Yeah, well, it's perfect you asked that, and I asked Jocelyn that I could answer this question, but if anyone is familiar with uh, the book Power Versus Force, that really gives a great determination or comparison of what is power versus what is forcing. And so it really comes down to energy level. It comes down to the level of consciousness where Power really is a, an attractor field. It's, a, it's the energy field that can influence for the positive or for strengthening, which, you know, that's like reading spiritual teachings, whether that be like Christianity or Hinduism or Buddhism and all of those original avatars brought a teaching for us to be elevated spiritually. And those levels of consciousness, like, for instance, going up the, the chain is, you know, love and then joy and peace and what they call enlightenment. That's moving up the chain of power, uh, of actually, I think, connecting to the abundant source that we are, where force is really a negative attractor, where you you try to make something happen. You try to force something to happen rather than being in the flow and allowing uh, what to come through wants to come through. And really the forcing something is, you know, in the realm of fear, of guilt, of shame, uh, coming from that perspective trying to force something to happen that's uh yeah so i so so it sounds like it's the misuse or misguided use of of the same power just used for personal gain or some or maybe the country's gain or whatever but there's there's uh forcing an outcome rather than attracting or organically (laughs) fostering something to grow. Exactly. I mean, that's why we really played off the common term power couple, because people have a reaction to that. And sometimes they, it actually brings forth their idea of that. So it it exposes it. And so that's why we call it the new power couple, because we're really redefining that, really bringing back the language that it was 
meant for, because like I'm sure you know, Lori, many words have been manipulated in today's <laughs> use of them. You know, even the words like want, you know, wish, they're all manipulated when you look at the original creation of the word. So much like power couple, we're, we're correcting it in a way. Awesome. I, you know, for me, I don't even see that. But as you were talking, I was trying to think of who models of the power couple would be. So, I mean, people could call Bill and Hillary a power couple, but I don't think they're the new <laughs> power couple. I think they got together to force some outcomes. Uh, maybe they didn't start out that way, but it seems that way now in the current uh, measure of politics. But perhaps Obama and Michelle got together and had a vision and, you know, and that, that's my prejudice. But they seem like very loving and powerful at the same time, like having a vision. And their lives are just going to, I think, get greater and greater having been, you know, in the forefront. I, I just and I think their love is going to get greater because I think they really do have a spiritual connection. And maybe those are bad examples, but I don't know. I can't think of, like, I can't think of any other power couples that have, um, that have influenced my life. I can't even think of any. Um, I'm sure there have been some. Oh, oh, I know. John Lennon and Yoko Ono. Mm. They influenced me. And they were a power couple. As a matter of fact, you know, the Beatles broke up over their marriage. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess what comes to heart as you're saying that is really it's going to be similar to how we view anything. It's really a, um, subjective. So some people might say this per, this couple's not a power couple um, or the new power couple, and others might say yes. So for us, we aren't even really intending to categorize, but more so just raise the bar. And so... I don't know that we often go, oh, this is a power couple and this is not a power couple because really that just starts to have us compartmentalize, separate people. So for us, really, we're just to elevate the conversation, invite people up, invite people to think a little bit differently. And really, I think that I don't even often categorize. Do you? What about you, Aaron? No, yeah, that's just it, right? I mean, to look in another couple's direction starts to bring in comparison and that being, um, you know, where you have comparison and judgment, you don't have love. So it really is on the, on the individual couple's perspective. And are they in alignment? Are they have a vision? Are they purpose driven? Are they spirit driven? Then every couple from that perspective is, is a new power couple. And I'd add one more thing that even from the outside, we aren't seeing what's really happening. And like we said, the the ultimate gift we believe of partnership is having that mirror for learning. And we may see things from the outside that we, you know, judge about, you know, for example, Bill and Hillary, but perhaps they are teaching each other exactly what their souls needed in this life. Mm. And so that does make them a new power couple because there's, I'm, I can only imagine behind closed doors, they are learning a lot from each other, you know, really deep lessons. So that's really what new power couple is about is not good or bad or right or wrong, but more so are you learning a lot about yourself in life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Well, I have, I mean, I have examples of um, some friends of mine are polyamorous and they have a 12 person pod. And 
each they together I would consider to be a power couple based on the the criteria you just gave, and then they in their individual differentiations and couplings with other people also feel like the new power couple. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, so the wife's girlfriend and her also feel like a power couple. And the husband's other lover and so on and so forth. I mean, as I said, they have like a 12-person pod that they like hang with like dolphins. And then they have other relationships. And for the most part, things they share with me feel like they're like a the, the new power pod. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm going to tell them that <laughs> I'm going to see them in May, and I'm going to tell them that that I that I I uh, characterize them as a new power pod. <laughs> anyway, this is a place for us to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to ask you some specific questions about your own vision, and we'll talk about vision statements or visions, how people really can come up with something because I'm somebody who believes that people should have a vision statement not only a vision but something they can really look at whether it's written in a sentence form or on some kind of a picture board or something that reminds them and jogs their memory all the time about keeping them on track so when we come back we'll look at that kind of thing so this is Laurie Handlers I'm Uh, Speaking today with Jocelyn and Aaron Freeman, we're talking about relationships. We're talking about what could be called the version of the New Power Couple, which is also their book, The New Power Couple. And we're taking a break. Please stay tuned. We're coming right back. My question for people right now is if you're a woman who could use a little zest and zing in your arousal response, or maybe you know women or a woman who could use this, because many women say that their feelings of desire, arousal, and sexual satisfaction don't happen as naturally or as often as they'd like. So I want to tell you about Zestra, because Zestra was developed to meet this much-needed option for women. Uh, Zestra safe and a patented blend of botanical oils and extracts and it's created to help women have increased sexual sensations. Zestra comes in convenient single dose personal packets. Each packet keeps the essential arousal oils and extracts free, fresh and safe from light. And with application of Zestra, it starts to work within three to five minutes. And at about 10 minutes, there's something called the Zestra Rush. And that can last up to about 45 minutes. The great news is that Zestra can be used as frequently as you like during each sexual experience. Now, I'm somebody who believes that all women deserve sexual satisfaction. That's why I do this show, in case you hadn't noticed. So, I believe that men and women deserve sexual satisfaction. So, if you're a woman who isn't getting that kind of arousal response that you want... Please call 877-426-8047. That's 877-426-8047. And please remember to say you heard about Zestra from Laurie Handlers on the Sex and Happiness Show. Many times on Sex and Happiness, you've heard Laurie talk about emotional release and how important it is. Well, now you can do emotional release in the privacy of your own home. 
In Laurie's CD, Shamanic Release and Lottie Han, she creates a safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work Laurie is known for in her sacred sexuality courses. Laurie sets you up with the proper positioning and breathing. Then she guides you through each emotional state to the beat of tribal African rhythms. This CD provides an easy way to do emotional clearing work on a regular basis. Order your copy of Shamanic Release and Lottie Han today and watch your relationships walk free of emotional baggage. To order the Shamanic Release and Lottie Han CD by Lori Handlers, go to www.butterflyworkshops.com right now. Do you want to deepen your intimacy while being on the perfect vacation? I'm talking about an all-inclusive vacation with a nude beach, a prude beach, and award-winning food, entertainment, and service. In really fun classes each day, I'll take you into enhanced communication, intimacy skills, and sensuality. I also offer private sessions by appointment in sex magic, G-spot stimulation, female ejaculation, and men's ejaculation choice. Oh, and I'll have my Sibian there too, so you can experience the Sibian in a private learning session. There's many barriers to be dropped and a new freedom to be learned by accompanying me to this vacation. When? October 13th to the 20th, 2018. Where? Hedonism 2 Resort, Negril Beach, Jamaica. For more information, write to me, laurie at butterflyworkshops.com. Or to book, call Tom's Trips at 800-285-0853. That's 800-285-0853. Book now while rooms last and tell them you are among my group. Be among the wonderful people who will be joining me this year. I can't wait to be with you in Jamaica. This is Sex and Happiness, and again, I'm Laurie Handlers, and today I'm interviewing Aaron and Jocelyn Freeman, and they have a very good, I think good, I don't want to really judge it, but they have a very powerful, let's say, a a powerful and a well-articulated spin on relationships, both uh, physically, spiritually, financially, and that's what we're talking about. What It's kind of how they met. Jocelyn said she got clear about what it is that she wanted in a partner, and together they're, they're building something. So let's talk a little bit about your vision, your very own vision. Do you have a vision statement? And, um, and what does it entail? And can you speak about that a little bit? Or how couples should go about laying out you know, sort of the how-to of it. How should couples go about laying out what their vision is so that they can understand each other? Yeah, I'll, I'll speak to that point, which is so great for the listeners. And in our book, we take people through this particular exercise, and it really starts with asking yourself what you want to experience. And because for us, ultimately, life is about experience. It's about not only what you experience with others, what you experience about yourself, when I mean, people are a mirror. And if you think about it, for instance, the easy example is money. You ask somebody, oh, what do you want in life? Oh, I'd like a million dollars. And you're like, okay, great. What are you going to do with that million dollars? 
And the more important question is, what is it you're actually going to feel when you have that million dollars show up? So ultimately, nobody wants a million dollars. Nobody wants money. They want some sort of experience. The same with when someone says, oh, I just would love to travel. You're like, well, no, you don't really want to travel. But what is it that traveling gives you an experience of? Maybe it's freedom. Maybe it's just experiencing uh, a newness, experiencing adventurous, right? So we really have couples start with, with your life, with your partner, what is it you want to experience? And a lot of people say come up with freedom and a lot of people come up with contribution or purpose. And that's what they want to experience. And so an easy thing is to say not to take a huge chunk out of it, but okay, what what aspect of life? And so someone may say, well, in my job or within my relationship or within friends, right? So pick an area of your life and then ask the question, what do you want to experience? And then we really have people go and look at, well, outside of what you've been currently doing, give yourself the space to really imagine what are some other activities that would then have you feel that way. So they may be things you're doing now, they may not be. So for Jocelyn and I, the, the quick example here is, you know, like within our finances, we wanted to experience freedom and contribution. And we see speaking and officiating weddings as our way to do that. Really? Mm-hmm. So, so say, what's the vision again? It's like I... Well, yeah, from the oh, oh, contribution, and what was the other one? Freedom. Freedom and contribution. So speaking and officiating at weddings. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So how does that connote freedom? Because this is this is good. This it that seems to be almost a oxymoron. <laughs> In terms of, do you mean for officiating weddings? No, freedom. Yes, officiating weddings and freedom. Well, because our vision is really (laughs) to be marrying couples around the world and especially at like beautiful locations, beautiful resorts. So our vision, which is already, you know, manifesting, of course, is marrying couples, for example, in Italy at a Ritz-Carlton. So that's the freedom is that we are traveling around the world, speaking at workshops because adventure and freedom is important to us. So it's it's way beyond the uh, territory of Arizona. It's Italy. It's Europe. It's South America. That's where freedom comes in. I see what you mean. Okay, so it's like your personal freedom and then being contribution. So you, so I, I get it because I, I mean, so for some people, their their vision of marriage is not freedom. So that's <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I meant. That's why I said it sounded a little like an oxymoron. But I get it. I get what I get. What you're saying. Okay. So freedom and contribution. I get it. Um. Yeah. Okay. And so how would pe- so? Let's say you're going to marry a couple. You know, or maybe you're going to marry a threesome. I don't know. These days, people are doing a lot of different things. Let's say you're going to marry some folks. And uh, how is it that you have them come up with what their vision is? You have an exercise? Yeah, we do that with, I mean, we have that in our book, as well as we're certified prepare enrich facilitators, which that has been studied for decades, as well as we're ordained ministers. And so we spend the time, we have really a couple options with couples. We can just do a discovery session with them before their wedding, 
create a vision, do some of the biggest pieces of work that we see before you know, preparing for marriage and then officiating their wedding because really the ceremony is can be so juicy. We have seen couples really settling with ceremonies that aren't really creating anything. They're kind of reciting things and sure it's a special moment, but we have the ceremony be an absolute creation among themselves and the community that's there with them. And they are life altering ceremonies. And so that can be that just one discovery session beforehand or optimally we would have our eight session discovery with them. We go into every area of life. We really focus on the strengths and that vision. It's it's definitely not problem oriented. It's strength oriented. And throughout that process, a vision is created and we give them the tools to ongoingly be adapting their vision because it's not going to be the same. If it was the same, I'd be concerned that people aren't growing and changing. So we give them the tools to ongoingly keep adapting it. Mm, very, very good. Very, very good. The... Um yeah. Okay. So I, I, so I guess I, I, for me, I would just take it to an, to even something more just, and I'm, I'm giving this to you, which is that there should be some kind of an actual statement, not just the properties, but also the state. So, so for example, I have a vision statement as a person, and that is women and men dancing in eternal ecstasy on earth now. So everything that I do is under that umbrella. Like if I'm teaching Tantra, that's what I'm doing. If I'm speaking to an audience about health and wellness, that's what I'm doing. If I'm traveling to where I travel to to teach classes or whatever, that's what I'm doing. I'm going there to dance with the women that are there and the men that are there and show them how to dance in ecstasy. Mm -hmm. That's like... And and I'm included in that because Mm -hmm. before that... I used to have a lot of visions, but I was never there. I wasn't in it. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. easy for me to make visions, and then it didn't, some reason or whatever, I was separate. <laughs> I was separate from the vision, and now I'm in the vision, I guess, because I love dancing. So, I, you know, so I'm wondering about that. Like, can they come up with something that, like, really is like a slogan almost, or oh, like a tagline? You know, some like a like commercials have. Like, yes, of course. That that's very much that is part of the process as well. Like what Aaron was sharing was part of it. But for example, our vision statement is empowering couples, um, empowering a million couples physically, financially, and spiritually. Oh, awesome! So, that's where that yay. <laughs> Right, exactly. So definitely that's it. The tag or the slogan or, you know, kind of the overarching vision for sure is a part of it. Aaron is kind of getting into the what that would look like in action. Yes, I get it. Well, those would be for me, those would be like the tactics or something, you know, what you're aiming at. The goals are to be free for freedom and contribution. And you're going to do that in everything that you do or else you're not going to be living true. And then. How do those fit into like what you're seeing? Your what you you're seeing, what your sight is. So, pardon me for. <laughs> I just had to get to that next nitty gritty. You know. No, that's great. Oh no, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, so that I could vision it as well. I mean, it's wonderful, and I also like it when people put things on a vision board. And I don't know if that's part of your process as as well, but sometimes being able to picture things is easier when 
when people either draw or cut out pictures and put them together so that it really uh, connects to them on all their senses. Mm. Yeah. Well, this is wonderful. I'm thrilled, uh, really, really thrilled to to know you both, to know that you exist. I certainly, if I know of anybody getting married, I will certainly let you know or wanting, looking for somebody to marry them and to work with them. I will definitely, definitely let people know because you're right in alignment of having people be more. Mm. Oh, thank you thank so much you for so that much. acknowledgement. Yeah. And even uh, renewing their vows is powerful. So even if there are people who are five years, 10 years, 20 years into their partnership, we're huge advocates for renewing that creation. Absolutely. So it doesn't go stale. I mean, that's, that's really part of the problem. That's what that's what we can attribute high divorce rates to. Either people feel like they thought they found their soulmate, but they didn't really, or they can't really see it anymore because they got distracted. I think I told Aaron about this. I'm not sure. I think I did, though, the day that I met you, um, that Newsweek had this cover story in 2004 called Din's Double Income, No Sex Marriages. Yeah. You did tell me, yeah. Yeah, people were too busy. One, the pic, the cover picture had one person with a remote and the other person with a laptop in their lap in bed. Mm. And so, people are so stressed and stretched, and they really need a vision to stay on purpose. Exactly mm. everything you said. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for seeing it as well. We know that that's a huge part of what you stand for. So we're grateful to know you. I see exciting partnerships, collaboration coming up because you're amazing and we love to partner with amazing people. Thank you. Thank you so much. You can tell Jocelyn yet, but we're going to be in Bali with her next March. Oh, good. Yay. (laughs) 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 Woohoo. Wonderful. All right. So I want to let people know how to get in touch with you. So let's give them your email or your website, which or both, whatever you'd like to do. Give them a way to get in touch with you or Facebook or all of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're also currently under a whole new rebranding. So I'm excited that your listeners can see very soon a beautiful new brand being birthed. And so the best place I'd say for email, people who jump right in their email, connect at newpowercouples with an S.com. If you want to get in touch with us, talk about what you're up to, create something, as well as social media, our handle is at meet underscore the Freemans. You'd find that on pretty much every forum at meet underscore the Freemans. That's great. Thank you. It's funny that you have that S. I always have to tell. My last name has an S and my website is Butterfly Workshops. So I always have to say, yes, that's an S, not an F. So I know the little tongue twister that that could be. (laughs) Well, this is wonderful. Please seek them out, people, if you'd like to uh, renew your vows, if you're looking to make vows. They want to take you to gorgeous places. Maybe some of the couples that come to Bali will want to get married by you. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so I awesome. That. that would be so, so awesome. That'd be a great offering for the people that go there is to say, hey, you have the option of doing a wedding renewal. Oh, yeah. That would be awesome. 
Okay. Well, I want everyone to... First of all, I want to thank you for being on the show today. It was my pleasure to have you. And I believe that my next show is going to be about or with a man who wrote a book about men's stuff, like men getting their balls back in this day and age of men being somewhat confused. I can't remember what the name of the book is, but we'll find that out when he comes on the show. So everybody, thank you so much for being my listeners and for listening in today. I'm looking forward to the next show, and I couldn't do this without you. It's my pleasure to deliver sex and happiness every week, and you're the reason why. So thank you. This is Laurie Handler's signing off. Namaste. Thank you for joining us today for Sex and Happiness. To learn more about Lori and her work, please go to ButterflyWorkshops.com or follow her on Twitter or Facebook. You can send her an email at sexandhappiness at gmail.com. We'll see you again right here next week for another edition of Sex and Happiness. Oh.